This is Pentecost Sunday. Are you thankful for the Holy Spirit? Some people say, well, you know, why do you guys get so emotional? It doesn't take all that. I don't know. I'm 44. It, I feel like it takes all of that and more. And God's doing something very special in our church. Um, this month, the month of June, I'm going to start to roll out to the church what he's doing in my life and, um, and in the life of our, our leadership. Um, but it is a daily walk with Jesus. We have our youth conference coming up, and I'm excited for it. And um, the name of that conference is Godspeed. Everybody say Godspeed. Godspeed. Typically, that term is used with space or uh, you're going somewhere very fast. Um, but uh, it's been said that God's speed is actually three miles an hour. Everybody say three miles an hour. Which is the average uh, speed a human walks. Because Adam walked with God in the cool of the garden. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God and was not. Maybe not just our young people, but all of us, maybe what we should do is slow down from the speed and the rush and the pace and just walk with the Lord and realize that God's speed is a daily walk with Him. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. And there's joy in that. There's a joy in walking with Jesus daily. And I'm going to read a verse, a couple of verses to you here in a moment. Um, but when you got saved, when you gave your life to Jesus, he didn't just blot out your sins. Um, we married him. You know, Isaiah 54 and 5 says, do you not know that your maker is your husband? That you married the Lord. That when you got saved, God was serious. That Hosea 2 and 4 says, one day I will allure her talking about Israel and the church, I will allure her into the wilderness and draw her into a place where there is no one else. Put it on the screen for me, Isaiah 2.14. One day I will allure her into the wilderness and draw her into a place where there was no one else. How many of you have ever had Jesus draw you into the wilderness of life where you realize there's no one else here but Jesus? Because sometimes you don't realize God is all you need till God's all you've got. And many times what God will do when he gets serious, see, sometimes you, maybe you're not serious yet, but he's serious. And he will pull you into the wilderness of life 
where you will find yourself there and there will be no one else. And he says, there I will speak to her kindly and I will marry her and she will be mine forever. Because there are some things that God teaches you in the wilderness of light that nothing else teaches you. That it's this daily communion with the Lord, this daily conversation with Him, that this, this daily relationship and prayer with Jesus that changes your life and breaks down the outer man where you become like the Lord. And I've been telling you, you've, you've really got to start spending some time with the Lord in the morning. Well, how much time? Well, enough time where you begin to talk like Jesus. 15 minutes with the Lord is equivalent to working out 15 minutes a day. You can't tell, and neither can anyone else. There's going to be no change. But when you start to spend time with them, people start to say, you, you're like Jesus. You talk like Jesus. The greatest compliment anybody can ever give you is to say you're like Jesus. Paul told Timothy, follow me as I follow Christ. That every ambition apart from your relationship with the Lord will be one of the greatest failures of your life. Is to not include Him in everything. Hey, I just want to take a moment and let you know that today's sermon is brought to you by our Truth Partners. If you're interested in being a Truth Partner, simply go to creativechurch.com slash give and select Truth Partners today. Again, please subscribe and like today's video. It's blessing you. It's blessing your family. And hey, let's get back to the Word. Because when you start spending time with Him, God doesn't just add to your life. God multiplies your life. He multiplies it. And the reason why a lot of people give up quick is because multiplication and addition start out kind of the same until you start getting a little further and then you start to see the difference. Like what's two plus two? What's two times two? Yeah, it's the same. Why pray? It's the same. Why, why, why give? Why serve? Why try? It's the same. It's a, it seems almost the same as the people who don't do it. Until you start getting a little further and then you realize, what's two plus three? But what's two times three? It's six. As you start to get a little further in life, you start to get a little further in your history with God. So you've got to develop a history with the Lord. And when you start developing a history with God, all of a sudden your life starts multiplying in His presence. I keep saying this because God's got me in this phase in my life where the closer you get to Him, He's not so much interested in adding as He is subtracting. Taking things out of your life that are not like Him. 
when you're left, you're going to be left with one thing, Jesus. How much time do I need to spend with the Lord? All of it. Well, how am I going to throw the football with my son? Take Jesus with you when you throw the football. Well, how am I going to work and, 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 and be with Jesus? Take Jesus with you to work. Maybe your coworkers would all of a sudden like you more. And everybody would be sweeter if you took Jesus with you to work. Maybe instead of segregating him and just putting him in certain areas, what if we made him the center of every area of our life? Every area of our life. And I just want to read this to you. Revelations. It's all the way to the back. It's the last but. If you can't find it, come to the altar. Revelations chapter 1. This tells us what Jesus looks like. Revelations 12 and 1 says, Then I turned to see the voice that spoke. the voice that spoke with me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to his feet, girded about the chest with a golden band. And his head and hair were like white wool, as white as snow. His eyes were like flames of fire. The eyes are the gateway to who a person really is. Your God and my God is a consuming fire. And he wants to burn up everything in your life that is not like him. His feet were like fine brass as if refined in a furnace, and his voice sounded like many water. He had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was like the sun, shiny in all of its strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though I was dead. And he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive and alive forevermore. And I have the keys to hell and death. What a mighty God we serve. And then I just want you to flip over all the way to the other end of the book, to Exodus. Exodus 34. Verse 29, it says, Now it was so that when Moses came down from the mountain that he came down with two testimonies, the Ten Commandments, were in Moses' hand when he came down from the mountain. And Moses 
that Moses did not know that his skin and his face were shining while he talked with him. That Moses had been in the presence of God. So much so that his face began to shine. he had been with the same Jesus that we read in Revelations that his face shined like the sun in all its strength. That when Moses got in the presence of Jesus, the same face of Jesus that shining in Revelations caused Moses' face to shine. The Bible says it three times that his skin literally shined like the sun. So much so that they had to wrap his face. See, Moses starts off talking to Jesus in a burning bush. And then he moves to a pillar of fire that literally led the children through the wilderness and the Red Sea, ultimately to Mount Sinai, and we see the entire mountain is filled with fire. What you see is a progression of the glory of God from the bush to the pillar to the mountain that as you walk with God God wants to reveal himself to you more and deeper and multiplying every area of your life and eliminating areas of your life that are not like him so much so that when people look at you, they can tell you've been with Jesus. There's a lot of people in the room that value makeup, and I'm not against it. But what makeup does for you is it enhances your countenance. If you think makeup enhances your countenance, let me tell you what the presence of Jesus will do for your countenance. That when he got in the presence of God, people could tell it on his face. That when you spend time with the Lord, people can tell there's something different about you. You don't talk the same way you used to talk. You don't walk the same way that you used to walk. You don't respond the way that you used to respond. You have cravings for things that you didn't used to crave. And some of the things you used to crave, you said, I don't want anything to do with it anymore because you've been with the Lord. If we're not getting up first thing in the morning and giving time with the Lord, something's wrong. Making Him the priority of our life and allowing Him to break this outer vessel so that the Holy Spirit can flow through every single one of us. 
Catherine Kuhlman, an amazing evangelist decades ago, said he's not looking for silver vessel. He's not looking for golden vessels. He's looking for yielded vessels. That God is not looking for your ability, that he's looking for your availability. That it's not about us putting so much effort in our title. Just so you know, those titles are not transferable to eternity. You're not taking them with you. Everything you're working so hard for to to have this title or be that title, even title of wife or mom or dad is not going with you into eternity. Only your relationship with him. Catherine was an evangelist in a season in our society when women were not received really to be used by God. They say, God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. If a woman can carry the word of God in her womb, a woman can preach the word of God. And they asked her, they said, how can God use you? You're a woman. Her response was so beautiful. It was, she was so unoffendable. She said, oh, I don't know. I guess I was his third choice. She said, I just said yes. God wants to use every one of us in every arena that we go to in life to be his voice, to be his light in darkness. And when we encounter him, in prayer he begins to speak to us about hurting broken people and the battles that we fight hear me as i get ready to end this the battles we fight we fight for a different purpose why did david kill goliath because he was angry at Goliath. Because of what Goliath did to him. No, he killed Goliath because he loved the Lord. Maybe so many of us are fighting so many personal battles that God doesn't want us to fight because somebody hurt us. Or we're angry at somebody. We're trying to prove something to somebody who didn't believe in us. Maybe the biggest giants and battles that we need to fight are basically come out of our love for the Lord. Not out of personal vendetta. He killed the giant because he loved Jesus. Maybe the giants that you need to kill in your life, you need to kill because you just love Jesus. I just love Jesus. I just love the Lord, so I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to have this addiction anymore. I'm not going to struggle with that anymore, and I'm going to kill that giant because I just love the Lord. And it ran in my family until it ran into me.
maybe we need to allow the Lord to start multiplying his presence in our life because too many things are not adding up. And maybe what we need is his presence. And so it takes time. Reassessing your week, reassessing your, your day, and just saying, I'm going to make a priority for the presence of God. I'm going to get up early before all the kids are up, because you know what? They're up. Not going to work. And I'm going to get in the presence of God and see what God will do. You'll be a totally different dad. You'll be a totally different mom. You will be a totally different person. And people will begin to notice a change in your life because you've been with Jesus. And your face will shine with the love of God and the glory of God and the patience of God. And all of a sudden, you're not going to know how or when it happened, but anxiety is just going to leave. It's just going to leave. There was a lady who came to me at the end of the first service. She says, I've taken anxiety and depression medication for years. And she said, God literally healed me. I don't even, can't even tell you the day, but God literally healed me about a month ago. And tears are run down her face. And she says, God is doing something in my life and in this church. And I'm no, she said, I have a joy that I, don't, I can't even tell you the day. All of a sudden you're gonna go, I don't struggle with that anymore. I'm just free. I don't have a desire for it. It's just free. It's not gonna come from me laying a hand on you. I wish it would. I would, I would touch every one of y'all on your head before you left if that's how it worked. It don't work like that. It works by you getting in the presence of God daily and spending time with the Lord. An anointing comes from time with him. I was talking to a young man the other day. He said, how do I get an anointing? You get an anointing by developing a history with God. Winning battle and passing tests in private when no one's watching. And then you go through things that try to kill you. And when you survive it, God gives you an authority and an anointing in that area of life. It's not by just me laying a hand on you. It's not by just saying these eight words. It's a daily relationship with the Lord. An anointing is different from talent and skill or gift. An anointing is what causes you to be effective. How many of you want to be effective? Yeah. Talking to your teenager and them looking at you like you're not there. And you talking to them and tears running down their face, the difference is the anointing. The anointing makes your words effective. If you're tired of talking to your child and they look at you like you're invisible, go to Jesus and say, give me an anointing to raise this child. And God will make your words effective. You're frustrated because your words are of no effect. 
and you keep reading books and watching podcasts and doing everything except getting in the presence of Jesus. And when you, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm going to talk to somebody. When you get in the presence of Jesus, he makes your words have weight. And he allows your words to penetrate the darkness and change a heart and crack the shell so that a life can be changed. And that will only come through spending time with him. There is no substitute. The anointing costs what it costs and it doesn't go on sale. Doesn't go on sale. Quit waiting on anointings to go on sale. So you're like, well, I'll start praying once it's cheaper. It's not going to go on sale. It's not, the price is not going down. Buy the oil now. Hear me, parents. Buy the oil now before trouble comes. Pay the price with Jesus now before it's too late. You can't get a bad report from the doctor and then try to develop a history with God. If you only pray when things go wrong, prayer is your plan B. We develop a history with the Lord and a relationship with Him. And God gives you an anointing to be effective at work with your family in prayer, in the presence of God. Don't be like the foolish virgins who played around and then when the master came, they couldn't, we had no oil. Buy the oil now. Go to your children's bed at four o'clock in the morning and pray in the Holy Ghost over your children and anoint their feet and anoint their hands and their face and prophesy over them they will all be like Jesus and hell will not see my family this is the price of the oil this is the price of an anointed life and not not only will you be able to tell but everyone who looks at you will be able to see that there's a difference in your life come on you get some out of this today Hey, if this sermon blessed you and your family, I wanna encourage you to be a truth partner. You can do that by simply going to creativechurch.com slash give and partnering with us to help get this message of truth out to more people in our nation and around the world. It is our truth partners that make this a reality. Again, thank you for subscribing to our channel. Thank you for liking today's video. We'll see you back here on the channel real soon.